0: We're going to take our Bibles to two passages. Let's see if you can do this tonight. So we're going to be in 1 Corinthians 15 and 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4. So 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4 and then 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 Thessalonians 4, and those will be the two that we need to be at. All right, so let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and go down to verse number 51. The Bible says here Behold, I will show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. For the trump shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall put on incorruption, and this mortal shall put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. Look at Verse 57, But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ now we read that there in first corinthians chapter 15 now go with me to first thessalonians chapter number four we'll be in both of these tonight so keep them both there so you can see them both we look at first thessalonians 4 verse number 13 it says but i would not have you to be ignorant brethren concerning them which are asleep that ye sorrow not even as others which have no hope for if we believe that jesus died and rose again and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore comfort one another with these words. Now those are some comforting words right there, aren't they? Okay, one person thinks they are they are comforting words there. And as we look at it tonight, we're gonna to talk about and we started last week a biblical view of the end times. Last week we looked at Daniel, the prophecy in the seventy weeks. Now there's one week left, and that is going to be the tribulation time. And tonight we're gonna to see what sets off the tribulation the rapture let's have a word of prayer and then we'll dive into the message tonight father we're grateful for your love for us thank you for being who you are thank you for meeting with us we need you tonight bless the time that we're here and i pray all that's said and done we bring you glory and bring you honor in jesus name i pray amen we talk about the rapture and it's a funny thing did you know the word rapture is not used in the bible anywhere not once the word rapture it's uh, it comes from it's a latin translation of a greek word and the greek word means basically caught up so you see right here in first thessalonians chapter number four verse number 17 it says they which are alive and remain shall be caught up that's where the word rapture comes from the rapture is a future event when the lord jesus will return in the clouds to claim his children the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain will be caught up together and forever be with the Lord. The rapture is not the second coming of Christ. There's a difference between the two. The rapture, we meet him in the air. At his second coming, he comes to earth. And that will be at the end of the tribulation, which in the next few weeks, unless the Lord comes, we'll talk about that here on Wednesday nights. And while the return of the Lord is mentioned several times in the New Testament, There are only three passages that deal with the beginning or that deal with the rapture in any detail. We just read 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We also read 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4. Now I want you to look at one more passage and then we'll move on. But Revelation chapter number 4. Revelation chapter number 4. I think we looked at this passage last week. We'll look here real quick tonight. And the Bible says in Revelation 4 verse 1 and 2 and after this I looked and behold a door was opened in heaven and the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me which said come up hither and I will show thee things which must be hereafter and the Bible says verse number 2 the beginning and immediately I was in the spirit one thing that we see that's a common denominator between 1 Corinthians 15 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4 and Revelation chapter 4 verse 1 and 2 at the beginning here you see, the common theme is the mention of a trumpet. We are told in clear language that the tr- that the rapture will be a time that will be heralded by the sound of a trumpet. Now I remember I was five years old and we were uh, at home and I started hearing a trumpet. We were outside doing something and I heard a trumpet coming from somewhere and I really thought the Lord was coming back right at that time. And so what I did was, we were right by the garage, the garage door was open, some of you already the story some of you haven't but i went into the garage grabbed the ladder and the next thing i know is a six foot tall ladder i was on the second to top step on a six foot ladder most of you don't know my mom and what a protective lady she was now she worried about any little thing she still worries about me today and i'm 34 years old but i was on the second to top step and she came from around the corner from the backyard and when you hear the words brian matthew pattison in the same sentence that's not really a good thing to have all three said if it was just Brian real firmly, that wasn't good either. I know Rose is called Pattison, but if it was Brian Matthew Pattison, that was trouble. She looked at me and said, What in the world are you doing? I said, I heard a trumpet. I think Jesus is coming. I'm looking to see. The only t- I, I tried that excuse again. I still got in trouble other times, but that time I got in no trouble. What a what an answer that was. And so but I really thought I heard a trump, but the thing is we had a public we had a Uh, Lutheran school around the corner it was one of their band players playing their trumpet but I really thought the Lord was coming and I was looking at five years old because I heard a trumpet what we see and when the writers of the New Testament use this thing about trumpets people were well educated in those days and in Bible times trumpets were used for lots of things in the Bible trumpets were used for four specific reasons they were to proclaim victory when the children of Israel, when they went around Jericho all those times, they sounded the horns like a trumpet, and when the walls came down. It was to proclaim victory. It was to call an assembly together. They would sound a trumpet. To sound a warning, they would sound a trumpet. And to call troops to battle would be another time that a trumpet was used. Those were the four times. And when we think about the rapture, and we think of how these things all work together, all four of those events take place when the rapture comes around. Victory over the world will be announced by the church. The saints will be called to assemble themselves in the presence of the Lord. The trumpets will announce a warning of judgment coming to the world. And then the angelic troops will be summoned to battle. Trumpets were used in daily life in those days and all these different things. And so a trumpet has some significance to it. One of the things that we see in these three passages of Scripture, a trumpet sounds. We know that that signifies What's going to be taking place? And so for a little bit of time tonight, I want to talk about the rapture. Number one, we see our Lord will have returned. We saw that there in First Thessalonians chapter number four, verse 17, "Then we shall be, which are alive and remain, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord." See number one as we talk about the rapture our Lord will have returned, which leads us to letter A in fulfillment of his promise. Before Jesus ever went to the cross, he promised his disciples that he would return someday. John 14, verse 1 through 3, "...let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me, and my Father's house are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you." And look at verse 3, "...and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also." Remember after He rose from the dead and when He ascends up to heaven in Acts chapter number 1? Bible tells them verse 9 through 11 of Acts chapter number 1, and when He had spoken these words, while they beheld, He was taken up, and a cloud received Him out of their sight. Can you imagine what that would have been like? And it says, and while they looked steadfastly towards heaven, as He went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, verse number 11, which also said, ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing into heaven? Well, because what a sight. Jesus is being taken up right in front of their eyes. And look what it says. Look at this promise. This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. We see a promise. We see a fulfilling of a promise. It was also, let her be in fulfillment of his purpose. Jesus, and you think about this, while the Lord was making his promise to return someday, he also had a purpose for it. That where I am, there you may be also. Think about this, the Lord desires to receive his bride. That's what it's about, the purpose. And after all, he paid the price, redeemed his bride, and he's going to come to get his bride to take to his heavenly home. So we see number one when we talk about the rapture, our Lord will return number two all departed saints will have been resurrected. We're talking about those who have passed on in this life. Bible talks about, and we know that sin brought forth death. And we bury our loved ones. And our loved ones that are in the Lord, when we talk about it, first of all, we got to think about letter A, their present condition. So our loved ones that pass on from this life, their bodies wear out Their bodies go to the grave. But what happens in all of that? That's when we talk about their present condition. There in 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 13, the Bible says, "...but I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep." That's talking about those who have passed on. "...that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope." It refers to the fact that those who have gone on, their bodies are asleep, is what it says here. So you say, so what happens? What happens? Does someone who passes on from this life, you know, you realize they don't have their glorified body yet? The glorified body doesn't take place until the rapture takes place. It's when the body meets the soul and spirit. Say, well, where are they now? Paul made it very clear to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So, our loved ones that are in Christ, where are they today? They're with the Lord, they're with Him. What a place to be. Now 2 Corinthians 5 verse number 8 where we are confident I say and willing rather to be absent from the body and be present with the Lord. And Paul even said it in Philippians chapter 1 verse 23 for I am in a strait betwixt two having a desire to depart and to be with Christ which is far better. And presently all those who left this world in a safe condition are in the presence of Jesus. What better place could you be? There is nothing better. You know, we mourn for them. We miss them. But they have it so much better than we do. There's nothing like being in the presence of the Lord. And uh, when we talk about this, um, and we think about it, some people have a hard time trying to understand, well, if they don't have their glorified bodies, how are they with God? How does all of that work? Well, something you could think about one of, another passage of Scripture in the Bible that kind of lets us know the fact that they did not, um, that they don't have their bodies and things yet, would be Matthew. Turn to Matthew chapter 7. or Do you have Matthew 17:3 back there? Did I give you that one? I don't think I gave you that one. So go to Matthew 17 real quick. Verse number 3. Now they had some form to them because look at what it says here about Ma- um, I don't know, why is my mind blanking now? Moses and Elijah. It says there in verse number three, and behold there appeared unto them Moses and Elijah talking with them. So they have some sort of form to them. But that glorified body doesn't happen till the rapture takes place. So it's a separation. Now what you gotta understand is you could look at the other side of the spectrum. Let's say someone dies without Christ. Their body goes to the grave and then their soul and spirit are cast into hell. The book of Revelation in the end talks about how the throne judgment, the death and hell were cast into a lake of fire. And when we think about it, for us, when the trumpet sounds, the dead in Christ shall rise first. They'll get that glorified body. But the thing is, with or without the glorified body now and what exactly, what form our loved ones have that are with the Lord now. this is the thing. They are with Him. So it's all good. That's the thing to remember. You know, so people want to get real technical. They say that their loved one's running on streets of gold. They don't have the glorified body yet, but they're with the Lord. They're in good shape, whatever it is. They're with Him. There's nothing better. And we see their present condition, letter B. We see their promise completion. We go back to our text and we look at 1 Corinthians chapter number 15 again and look at verse 52 it says in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last Trump and some people said well he's coming soon because Trump is president he's the last Trump no that's not what that's talking about okay I hope you understand that there and if that's what you think that means you need some theology and some doctrinal backing and you need to study to show yourself approved unto God to work with it yeah so at the last trump for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised look at this incorruptible and we shall be changed we see that it tells us that our the departed saints will be raised incorruptible they'll be changed what a day that's going to be how will it look all of those things you think about it the glorified body and the best examples you can have of what a glorified body is going to be like is what Jesus was like after he rose from the dead. Where we'll be as he is, the scripture says. And so Jesus ate food after he rose from the dead. You notice how people didn't recognize Jesus right away? Glorified body, there's going to be a few things different about it. Probably go through walls. Remember, Jesus went to the upper room and scared all them when they were all shut up in that room. Lots of different things. So, it'll be a It'll be a lot better than what we got today I'll tell you that and so we see what's going to happen in the future by incorruptible can't, I can't wait I was talking about with my college class today I can't wait for when I don't sin anymore how nice will that be where because our flesh our nature that sin nature in us and yes we follow the leading of the spirit and yes we do what's right but we still are all tempted and we all sin multiple times every single day will not it be nice to put on incorruption and to have that no more? No more sin. Man, I can't wait. We see that um, our Lord will have returned. All departed saints will have been resurrected. Number three, all living saints will have been raptured. It'll happen in a moment. Bible talks about, and that leads us to letter A, the church will leave instantaneously. You notice the words that are used in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Scientists have determined that the blink of an eye is one-thirtieth of a second in duration. It's the blink of an eye. It's going to be quick. It's going to happen. The Bible tells us in First Thessalonians 4 that we'll be caught up together with the Lord. That word caught up. Means to snatch away, to cease with force, to claim for oneself. It's going to happen just like that. The whole idea here is one of speed. And it'll just happen. There'll be no announcement. No preacher is going to get up in the pulpit and say, Guess what? Tomorrow at 3 o'clock, the Lord's coming. Be ready. That's not going to happen. The news and say, Breaking news, breaking news. Coming into the atmosphere, we hear a trumpet starting to sound, and all the Christians are going to be taken out right at this moment going to happen it's going to just happen there's going to be no more and there are people that say well the Bible and I hear a lot of Christians say well the Bible tells us there are so many signs of the times and all these different things there have been signs of the times since the days of the disciples okay I will tell you this we are closer at this moment to the Lord coming back than what we were at 630 when the service started tonight we're closer but we don't know when it's going to happen there's no, we're not going to have no warning. Oh, the moon was a certain color tonight. Have your bags packed. We're going to be leaving in the morning. It doesn't work that way. God's not going to be proclaiming, you know, He's not going to write in the sky, I'm coming tomorrow, get ready. You no, know, Charlton Heston's voice isn't going to say the end is near or anything like that. It's just going to happen. And that's why the Bible talks about in Matthew chapter 24, be ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. And that's why Christians, we should always be living our lives ready for the Lord to come. How would it be if the Lord came during church and you were sitting at home just because you felt tired and you weren't where you should be? Or you went to the bar with all your buddies. You're getting ready to drink that beer and then you see Jesus and we're supposed to be ready. And a lot of Christians don't live their lives ready for the Lord to come. We need to have our eyes focused on Him and be watching for His coming and be ready. You know, my bags are packed. I'm ready. Even so, come Lord Jesus. He'd come tonight. I would be great with me. And be, But we need to be ready. Are you ready? Say, so, well, I'm saved, but i got so much of my life left to live. I remember teenagers. I just want to graduate high school and then get married. And then have kids, and then I'm ready to go. And then your kids are gonna want to get married and have kids and do that whole thing, and then you're gonna want grandkids and great grandkids, and the cycle just keep going and going. Be ready. That's why we should watch another reason why we should watch the way we live. How would you like to be cussing out your cussing out your spouse and the Lord comes right then? Not a good time that's not the Lord's fault and the Lord's not looking at you oh wait till they mess up right there and now I'm coming he doesn't do it that way either but we need to be ready for his coming if he were to come today would he find you ready it could happen at any time and I know there are those oh he's been saying he'll come for a long time he's gonna come he's not slack concerning his promise but he's long suffering and he's waiting for some more people to get saved but that time's gonna come my friend, you better be ready. Can you imagine all the chaos that will ensue here on earth? Car And you know, I know I watch those left behind movies and it's going to be crazy. But so many people are going to all of a sudden realize the fact that, wow, the Bible, that's exactly what happened. And we got to be so careful. Anytime Hollywood or anybody does anything, you better watch out because the doctrinal theology and what they do is going to be fouled up big time going to be You want and and I've watched the left behind movies I've, I've liked watching them I don't go to Hollywood for my doctrine on things okay one of my favorite movies from the I love around Easter to watch the ten commandments with Charlton Heston I just for some reason I do I don't take it as bible doctrine you know we don't have our kids in our Christian school say here you watch this four hours of the ten commandments and this is what the bible this is exactly no it doesn't work that way Oh, you watch the Left Behind movies and Tim LaHaye, and he's got he, everything's a little off on there. It is. The fact that, and I'm not going to get into all of it tonight, but I'll get into a little bit of it. We got a few. We got a few. We're doing. We're doing great on time. Go with me, real quick. I say that now, that i we're out of time at the end. Go to second. Um, where do I want you to go? All right. It's, this is bad. When it's not in my notes. And I'm just going off off of my head, or whatever the Lord's leading me to do. Where do I want you to go? Let's go to, oh, and I totally lost where I was going to have you go. Maybe we're not meant to go there after all. Um, 1 Thessalonians chapter number 2. And then when you get to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, just go a few pages further to 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2. And is that where I want to be? Yes! Woo! We're there. All right. Whew. All right. Second Thessalonians chapter number two. I just want you to get it first, because if you can get to First Thessalonians, you can get to Second Thessalonians, no problem. Alright. So we look at Second Thessalonians, look at look here, at verse number um, Verse number three, let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, that the son of the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. It's talking about the Antichrist who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is worship, that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember we talked about the abomination of desolation last week? That's what that's talking about there. It says, remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And now ye know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. Verse 7, for the mystery of iniquity doth already work, only he who will now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way referring to the Holy Spirit there verse number 8 and then shall that wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish now look here look at this phrase and we'll read here in just a minute one of those things that the left behind movies will do and I don't, I'm not one of those that will sit and dissect a movie and give you all the things and point things out but one area that the movies are very faulty in is the fact that someone could hear a very clear presentation of the gospel and know the gospel and know that the rapture is going to take place and that after the rapture happens that they can just trust Christ and everything is great that's not Bible look at what the Bible says here Look at what the Bible says there in verse number 10. It says, "...because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. for And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believed not in the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness." So those who have had a clear plan of salvation sit in a good church and hear the gospel and refuse the gospel and say, i'll wait and see what happens the bible says they will be given over to strong delusion that's what the bible says so that's where those get off pretty much and so but imagine all the chaos cars being empty husbands and wives missing (sighs) imagine being on an airplane at that time and the pilot being gone television personality no they'll all be there never mind i was going to mention them but um Imagine all the hysteria and all the things that will happen, you know. People have all been taken by aliens! You know, whatever the case may be. Global warming zapped all these people and took them away from us. If we would have just stopped the aerosol cans a little sooner, it would have helped all these things. But it's going to be a crazy time when it all happens. We see the church will leave instantaneously. And once the church leaves, the fulfillment of the Gentiles is done. That's what sets off, and you see the rapture. You see the tribulation start. The signing of the treaty with Israel for seven years sets that clock and gets it going. In, um, gets it going. We see that um, all living saints will be raptured, and the church will leave instantaneously. Let her be, and the church will leave intact. Bible tells us back there in 1 Corinthians chapter fifteen in verse number 51 it says behold i show you a mystery we shall not all sleep but look at this but we shall all be changed we'll all be out of here all of us the rapture will not be an event enjoyed by a few but if you are a born-again christian you'll be raptured if you're alive during that time you'll be raptured out of there out of here and when the rapture comes all saints will go together and uh we see number four all saints will have been reconstructed all saints will have been reconstructed we kind of read this a little bit but we'll read it again there in chapter number 15 Then end of verse 52 it says and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed for this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality So when this corruptible shall put on incorruption, this mortal shall put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. All saints will have been reconstructed, which leads us to letter A, will be changed physically. At the moment of the, res- at the rapture, when the trump of God sounds, all the saints will experience radical change. These mortal bodies will put on immortality. The bodies that were destined to die and to wear out will no longer wear out. A body that cannot experience death, a body that cannot d- experience decay or disease, What a day that's going to be. You could read, and I talked about earlier, talking about Jesus and His after He came back and rose from the dead. But you know, it's a body that's not bound by time or space. It's a body that can enjoy food and fellowship and not worry about the calories or how much sugar you ate or how much bacon you had. It's a body that can never die. It cannot die. Wow, how wonderful it's going to be. It's It will be changed physically, and then I skipped it, but uh, as I was talking about that body, it will be changed perfectly. It will be a perfect body. I'll go back to what God intended from the original, from the very beginning. Adam and Eve were perfect, there was nothing missing in them, and sin ruined it. And God will make all things new, it'll be perfect. Let our seal be changed permanently. In 10 million years, there still won't be a wrinkle on the new body. Think about that one. Paul says in Second Corinthians five one: For we know that if our earth and house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God and house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. How wonderful it's going to be, which leads us to number five, and lastly about the raptured night. All, so, all all blah, all saints will be enjoying a reunion. All saints will be enjoying a reunion. Letter A, and I'll get them out of the way with our loved ones. And uh, I think that got switched on there. Go to B. So this one's A, with our loved ones. You notice the phrase "will be together" in the. If you look there at First uh, Thessalonians chapter number four. It says there in verse number um, 17, it says, Then shall we, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds and be with our loved ones. We'll be together in heaven forever. We'll be longer with our loved ones than we're without them. Imagine the day you get to see, some of you in the room, your mom and dad again. Jesus and grandpa and grandma and all these people that are so special in your life. What a reunion day it's going to be. And it's going to be wonderful to see our loved ones but I'll tell you the best part. We get to be with the Lord. That's the best part. And as great as the reunion with our loved ones will be, it will be eclipsed by this reunion. The same verse tells us here that so shall we ever be with the Lord. My friends, think about tonight. One day, we will see Him who died on the cross for us. We'll get to look at His face. We'll be able to bow down in adoration and worship Him. We'll be in His presence forever. Man, it doesn't get any better. That's that blessed hope we have to look forward to you see we talked about last week as we talk about a biblical view of end times it all starts we see Daniel's 70 weeks that the Bible mentions weeks of years when they cut off the Messiah at the 69 weeks of years there was one week left seven years tribulation time before the tribulation begins and the clock continues the church will be raptured out of here we looked at the rapture tonight you're just gonna to have to wait till next week to see where we go from there father we love you and we